right. Good morning. This is the Artificially Intelligent Podcast, where a white, cracker-ass, honky comedian, that's me, my name's Nathan, speaks with his bestest buddy, a black African-American person of color musician. That's you. You're Barrett Antar Goodwin. I am indeed. Oh, wait, am I pointing at the camera? So I could be talking to the listener, the viewer. Right? Um, on that's true. I see you pointing at me, but when they see it, you're just going to yeah. look like you're pointing at them. Yes. Well, they're going to think that they're a black African-American person of color musician then. We don't mean mm -hmm. to confuse anybody. They can theoretically identify as that these days. That's true. <laughs> so um, I, I came up, I, I have a couple things I want to talk about today, yes. uh, but one of them just popped up last night accidentally. I was uh, I was staying in touch with the, the kids of today, the youth culture, and I was doing mm -hmm. getting my TikTok on because TikTok's awesome. Um, actually, TikTok is just it's society it's it's good it's bad it's it's clever it's yes. stupid that's, that's yeah, it's i i judged tiktok for being stupid before trying it and i find you know there's a lot of good on there there's a lot of bad on there but anyway um there was it was a tiktok going viral and i googled uh the event and it was two days old so this happened a couple days ago it was a guy white fella uh looked like looked to be in his 60s uh, screaming at a bunch of teenagers at a Jamba Juice, the workers. Uh, it was I, taken I from a distance. You saw that. You saw that. I did. Did you Crazy Google it stuff. or look it up or see anything no. else? I, I watched it and was like, whatever, and just kept on going. Okay. Uh, well, tell me your thoughts quickly, just from because I'll go through my process after you tell me yours. You just roll I your mean, eyes. It, was that pretty it, 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 I mean, I, I've seen it twice because it's shown up in two different feeds on okay. youtube and on other stuff and my first watched it and i was like well not right sure what happened to his drink and i'm not sure why he's mad but then when he starts telling people <clears throat> go back to their country or something and yeah. throwing the thing at them i was like all right you're like an adult these are children like yeah. aside from like the stupid racial stuff like sometimes racism is just a way to hurt people in a way that you just want to get at them and so it's like when you use the c word on a woman it's like it's just the worst thing you can say so sometimes people say mean things because they just want to be mean and they're not necessarily racist or this or that or sexist or whatever maybe they are maybe they're not when he starts throwing shit at people, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, isn't that how it ended? Like, he threw it or some shit? And I was that like, That was somewhere in the middle, right. like when he and really was, lost. He, I think the racial right. shit, go back to your country or immigrants, that came yeah. right at the end of what I saw. Cause I could have seen an edited clip because right. I saw one that uh, right after he blew up and said racial shit, it cut to a guy saying, and this is his picture, and this is his name, and this is where he works. Right. So I might have missed the ending. Okay, I see. I didn't see any of that canceling shit. I yeah, just saw the stuff. That's where I was like, but I was kind of like, well, I mean, dude, like you're an adult and these are teenagers. Weren't you once a teenager with a shitty job at a sub shop or delivering papers? And you know what I mean? Like you had to deal with people. Like, yeah. weren't you once a kid who was just fucking stupid and had some stupid job so you could like buy shit for yourself and not ask your parents? And you're just a teenager. Like, why not just, you know? It's not like teenagers anywhere have ever proven to be somehow some <laughs> stalwarts of work ethic and right. professionalism. Do you know what I mean? Like, the fuck are you doing, dude? They're children. Like, look at them, roll your eyes, yep. think whatever the hell you want to think. Because in here, you can do whatever you want. What comes out of here, your fucking pie hole, that you have to be responsible for. This yep. shit up here, you think whatever the fuck you want. You think every racial fucked up thing you want to. When shit comes out of your mouth, you just ask for the manager. And then you just ask for the number, excuse me, can I have the number of who runs this place? Yep. Thanks. And then you just call them up and you go, hey, um, I have an issue. And you know what they'll do? They'll probably send you a $50 gift card for all the fucking free free juice you can get for 50 bucks. And you go on with your fucking life. You know what I mean? Like, really? Like, I don't know. Well, so that was my thought, but I don't know any backstory or anything I, like that. Here we go. That's Here's the backstory. I had almost the same response as you, uh, almost entirely, where I'm watching going, Jesus Christ, dude. They're like, I'm looking at these, and they're girls too. So maybe this is a white knight sexism where I feel the need to protect them more because they're girls. Like, if they had been teenage boys, I probably would have had a different reaction. Like, oh, they don't care. They're boys. They're like, looking at this dude, like, dude, fuck you. You know, like, yeah, they don't care. Piss in the, they're going to piss in it next time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Because he's confused. screaming at these teenage girls, and I'm like, "What is wrong with you?" So I googled <laughs> him, and he got fired from his job. That's one thing. But so here's the backstory, and this doesn't make it better, and it it explains, but it doesn't make it better, and in ways it makes it worse, kind of. Mm -hmm. He ordered a drink and took it home and gave it to his son, who has severe allergies. They don't. The story didn't say what. His son ended up in the emergency room or the hospital. I don't. But his kid drank something that set off an a, rea a reaction in him, and his kid went to the hospital. So if my kid goes to the hospital, I'm going to be hot too. So there is a tragic backstory. Now, where he loses it for me is where this began. You're sitting in a hospital with your kid who's having an allergic reaction to something he drank. I can get being angry. I can get wanting to hate the world and scream. And but there's there's a difference between involuntary manslaughter and and murder because murder is premeditated is one of the things. So he had all the time in the world to go. Okay, this happened at this store. I need to contact corporate right now. But instead, he went back to the store and started screaming at the teenagers. That's where he loses me. And again, with the racial shit, like you said, it could be just a hurt. It could be him exposing his inner bigotry. I don't know. But the way he went about his problem is entirely inappropriate. So I don't think anybody knows that his kid was in the hospital. And then again, it could be, I mean, like you said, teenagers are not known for, you know, he said, hey, uh, make this drink, but no strawberry. And they accidentally throw the strawberry in. That's different between, hey, make this drink. It can't have any strawberry in it because my son is allergic and it will kill him. This is very important. It's all in the ordering. And on top of that, I'm not trying to forgive the teenagers, but he might have just said, hey, give me a smoothie. Maybe he was distracted and forgot to order it yeah. without the allergic. Thing. I mean, right. He so, could have looked at the thing and said, give me uh Give me the 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 green morning go drink instead of the the red afternoon sunrise, whatever right. fuck you know what I mean, <laughs> whatever goofy names they have, and you know he could have ordered it wrong. Any number of things could have happened. Right? Yeah, and for him to go back and and the, the, the way the video began that I saw was him was a girl saying we don't know which one of us made it. There were four girls back here, and my first thought is, I mean, what are you talking about? You just made it. When I find out it was over, you know a half an hour ago minimum because think about it he has to take it home gives it to his kid his kid has a reaction goes to the hospital then he goes back of course they don't remember it's like he's so why would he go back and demand a scream at the teenager instead of calling corporate like he's in the wrong but i think everybody's shouting about him online also forgets to look for the backstory which is he's got a kid in the hospital doesn't forgive what he did he he handled but I can understand his temper. He just, it, I, mean, I would lose my shit if something happened to my kid. I would like to think I would respond in a 180 degree different way than going and screaming at teenagers and bringing up immigration and whatever in the moment. I would, I would get in touch I, with I mean, corporate and say, this happened to my kid. You've got a multi-million dollar lawsuit on your hands. Something. Yeah. yeah I would, I would just be like, listen, um, I'm going to, I want my kid to go to Cornell and you're going to pay for it. This yeah. is how that's going to work. You're going to cut me a check or I'll hire some lawyers and they'll cut me a much bigger one. Take your yeah. pick. You know what I mean? Just go on with your fucking life and get $100 worth of free Jamba Juice at the same time. Um, but but like, I, what's funny is again that this somehow this notion when he's like, go back to your own country, this yeah. notion that somehow American children are some American teenagers are more responsible. Do you know what I mean? Or like, even just like and, and, and even and, and as if they might and as if they're not Americans. One, he doesn't even know where they're born. Yeah. Right? For, and for, I didn't for when starters, I was looking at the video, I did not I mean? see anybody that jumped out at me like, oh, that's an immigrant. Like it's it's not the best, but but I I, when he said, go back to your own country, I'm like, wait, what? To, to who? Who did he say that to? Like, <laughs> right. it, it didn't, I, I didn't right. see, and I didn't hear anybody talking with an accent or, you know, like saying, I, I don't understand you. I don't speak English or what. I, I didn't hear. So it was, it was inappropriate on so many levels. I mean, dude, when I was a kid, 
there was uh this is back in the days of video stores and you know all that stuff so there was a shop right i want to say it was the anchor store for this little strip mall and there's what's going on outside your window by the way uh some construction yeah oh you know what i can do though here hold on uh i'm glad you said something because i changed my settings oh you can uh, use a directional mic so it's not uh surround sound it can focus on you uh yeah let's see suppress audio noise boom there we go is that better yeah well i mean they stopped so they've stopped but... <laughs> so it's probably much better but it's amazing uh, yeah, switch well, you push a button on your uh, microphone and the construction stops not even i i in zoom you go right into zoom and there's an audio setting Uh-oh. for cutting out background noise one of my students told me leave it up to the kids to tell you how to do this stuff right um but when i was a kid there was a strip mall and they had a chicken joint in there and i grew up in a relatively integrated neighborhood this chicken's place fried chicken joint pretty much everybody went there but it was staffed by young white kids right and i knew some of these kids and they would be like listen listen bro you know don't ever buy food from this place i'm like why not i'm like dude before we fry the chicken we throw it in the toilet, pee on it and stuff, and then throw it in the deep fryer. And I was like, you do what? And I'm like, why? Because our boss is a fucking dick. Like, so your boss is a dick? Yeah, so that sure shows him. Fucking, you're going to fucking fuck the customers? Like, what the fuck are you doing? And they thought it was funny to throw a bunch of, like, frozen, I guess, frozen breaded chicken in in the toilet, pee on it, and then throw it in the deep fryer. Now, obviously, the deep fryer legitimately just fries this shit out of yeah. all the germs. And so I'm sure nobody actually got sick from it or anything like that. But when you hear these stories about people like, haven't you, you have you ever worked in a restaurant? You've worked in restaurants before yeah, yeah, where yeah. Like, like somebody sends back. I've done everything. Dishwasher, yeah. busboy, right. waiter, bartender. Right. And I mean, I know stories. Somebody's like, yeah. One of my friends, she was a waitress, and she was like, oh, yeah, man, this guy kept on sending back the salad over and over. So I go back to the chef, and I bring it back one more time. He goes, yeah, give me a second. And I walk in the back room to see what's taking him so long, and he's leaned over the thing like, <laughs> and he's like, get out of here, get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I will tell you this. That's the kind of shit that goes on in these places. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why are you surprised? You know well, what I, I mean? I, when I was a teenager... I never, ever, 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 ever worked at a private club for rich people, and I was never treated like shit, and I never, hand to God, never, ever spit in something that I was making for them because they treated me like shit. And I'm going on the record at saying that, that I never did that because (laughs) I would not want to get in trouble retroactively for something I did years ago. But hell fucking yeah, these rich fucking assholes treated you like shit. Not all of them, but if 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 you got to, because it was an exclusive <laughs> private club, if you got to know a couple of them when they ordered, yeah, you could specifically target them. Now, I would I never did anything I would say where I like blanketed like, oh, everybody's going to eat this, even the nice people. But there were a couple moments where, yeah, I never spit in anything and served it to someone because they were an asshole. Right. Dude, listen, man, there is a period. And this, and by the way, this, we're dealing with a mistake here. Going back to the asshole. Right. He, right. he, he's again, I can't, the thing I couldn't get over, which I've already said is the fact that he left the hospital where his son is like, he took his kid to the hospital and then went back to the juice. I'm staying with my kid. Like I, mean, I am but- not so hot that I'm going to go scream at teenagers who made this drink. I need to see a manager. I'm staying with my kid. I know it'll get worked out in the field. Like, I don't care how hot I am. I'm staying with my kid. Yeah. I think that there's a real American tendency that somebody has to pay. It's a real American thing. You know what I mean? This like, you wronged me. You have to pay. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me interrupt. Hey. You know what I mean? Like, that's a real thing that we have here. Okay, so say he gets to the juice joint. And again, we're dealing with what, three or four teenagers? Four, I think they said. They're four four, four teenage girls. Um, Say they all know that uh, Sarah made it. I'm making her name up. 
you know, oh, Sarah made that drink. What's he going to do then? Scream at Sarah for 10 minutes or blow Like, what the fuck is wrong? What does that accomplish? He's just berated a girl that made well, a mistake because the shit absolutely. we just talked about with spitting in and, and the salad. Right, that's very purposeful. Yeah, this yeah. is like maybe she was a teenager that just All sort right. of like, you know, like posting a TikTok like, hey, everybody, I'm at work and accidentally put a scoop in of whatever the kid's allergic yeah, to. But, you know, or what, maybe though? it's just an accident. But you know what, though? Maybe it's also a sign of people not paying attention because. Yeah. You know, like, like I, I get that I get the fact that he was upset. But another way to handle that is, listen, I'm really angry about it. like when I get a phone call from like when something goes wrong with one of my credit cards or some kind of thing, some kind of stupid charge or whatever it is, or I'm pissed off at some company or whatever it is. I call up and the first thing I say is, listen. You're going to hear a lot of anger in my voice because I'm really angry. It is not directed towards you. So please do not take it personally because I understand you're just working there. But yeah. seriously, fix this now, immediately. You know what I mean? But I let them know it's not about them because it's not about them. They didn't do it. In this particular case, though, they did do it. And maybe they do need to be dressed down a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, But maybe by their manager, not- by, by corporate. Yeah, or but... Or maybe just by a, the adult in the room. Like, yeah. I understand that it's not every adult's job to parent every child, right? Yeah. Like, I get that. But there is a thing where, like, maybe he could have gone in there and said, listen, my son's in the hospital because one of you idiots did something that I specifically requested that you didn't. He's in the hospital. I want you to understand that your oversight can actually kill people. You think because you pop strawberries 10 at a time or you eat peanut butter off your fucking boyfriend's dick, then that somehow that like that means everybody can do that. Right. But that's not the truth. And just because it's your truth doesn't mean it's everybody's truth. So pay the fuck attention to what you're doing because my kid's in the fucking hospital because you didn't. Do you understand? Right. And that, that video would have gone viral for an entirely different reason. Right. And, and I'm sure the guy would have gotten kudos like, you know, you know, Boomer keeps it together while yelling at uh, slackers. Right. Right. And then and, and then it's like, listen, and I can tell you right now, I'm going to call corporate. Someone's going to lose their job and I'm going to and, and my kids going to college for free because one of you assholes fucked up. So keep that in mind in the future. When one day you have a business, make sure you train people better than this because this is some bullshit and it shouldn't happen, right? And then go on about your business, right? Like you could say well, any kind of mean shit you want to just, you know, ease up off the other bullshit. And, you know. Like, yeah, I have I have uh, two thoughts. Yeah. Um, one goes to something we talked about already. When I order, I, I, I hate onions, um, except for in Thai food, then they're okay. Um, with Mexican, like if I order burritos, uh, I always say, you know, bean and cheese, no onions, please. And, I, and then I ask, like, there, there are no onions. And then I say something like, you know, and this probably will get me in trouble today. I've said it my entire life, but I, I bet today it would get me in trouble. I say, look, onions are so bad that if Hitler had gone after onions instead of Jewish people, he would be a hero today. So no onions. <laughs> And like, I make sure it sinks in. I make a joke. I make a comment. I'm not a yeah. dick about it, but I, you know, I just, I make sure. Yeah, you make sure they know yeah. no fucking onions. And the other yeah. thing, you reminded me of a story when you said you talked to customer service. Um, when I was a bartender in my twenties, I remember full, I worked at a restaurant called Nancy's and I don't remember the guy's name, but there was a cook there who apparently was stealing from the place. I vaguely remember this story. Well, Probably okay. So I remember for a minute. I remember walking out as me, a waitress and the cook at the end of the shift. And the owner jumps out and was like, all right, we need to check your bags. I'm like, uh, I don't have any bags. And he was carrying like a bunch of food with him. And they said, we knew you were stealing. You're fired. And, you know, they, they caught him red handed. Basically, they, they wanted to catch him and they did. And so a week later, he calls the restaurant and I happen to answer the phone. And he is screaming at me. Where's my last paycheck? I want my last paycheck. And I remember, because I'm telling you the story right now, I remember in my head a switch being flicked and going, oh, he's yelling at me because I answered the phone 
he's not angry at me. He's embarrassed because he got caught stealing. He's angry. He got fired. He wants his life. Like, and so I just sat there the entire time, completely neutral, just going, yeah, buddy, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, I need my fucking check. What the fuck? Yeah, I hear you. It must suck. Like, and I go into that mode a lot when people are yelling. Like I, I, I'm able to toggle. Are they yelling at me or are they just mad? And more mm-hmm. often than not, I'm able to remain calm. Like if someone's yelling at me for a re- then then I'm, I'm not opposed to getting into it with anyone. But I remember that so clearly just going, oh, OK, I get it. Because for, for a second, I literally thought like, dude, fuck you. Why the fuck are you yelling at me? But I didn't say that as I had the thought. I had the realization he's not really yelling at me. Um, I think it'd be nice if more people understood that it doesn't make it right for people to yell at other people, but it makes it easier when you're the person in the situation getting yelled at. The second thought I had is because of that, when I call customer service, I make sure that my blood is down. I, I, I look at whatever happened and I'm like, God damn it. So I go the other direction. And the first, this confuses the fuck out of people. You should try it. Anywhere I call, I did it yesterday. I called a pharmacy, look, checking on a prescription and the answer like, uh, uh, Ivy pharmacy. This is Adrian. Can I help you? I'm like, Hey, Adrian, how are you today? Uh, <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? Like it, it <laughs> takes people by surprise yeah. and confuses them. And whenever yeah. I call customer service or anywhere, that's the first question I ask. And it, it not only does it take them by surprise, but it sets the tone. And then when I go in with my, Hey, so here's the deal. Oh, and I can tell you exactly what happened uh, two months ago. I do not remember getting my credit card statement. And I have a calendar reminder, but I must have missed it because I got a, a statement a month later that said, hey, you didn't pay last month. So now your statement is this plus a $50 missed payment fee. And so I called and I just said, hey, here's the deal. I obviously did not pay. That's on me. However, I do not remember getting a statement. That's on you. How can you help me? And they they canceled the fee. Like we we worked well, it out, but it wasn't like what the fuck is this fee? Fuck you! I'm not paying no fifty fucking dollars. Like I admitted. And the last time, oh, well, this is also because I'm white. The last time I got pulled over by a cop, um, I can tell you exactly what happened. I was coming off a bad gig. It was a corporate gig where, um, <laughs> it was in Iowa City, and they said, "All right, we got a comedian. Here's Nathan Timmel." And I went up and I started telling jokes, and everyone just sat there with crossed arms, staring at me, except for the boss. The boss was laughing, and I'm like, "All right, as long as the boss is happy." And after it was over, the person paid me and said, "Yeah, we kind of told them that we they weren't getting bonuses this year. We decided to hire a comedian instead." So I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You just told told them that I am their bonus." If you told them that first, though, you could have said, so seriously, you guys, like you could have, if they told you that right. first, you could have made a joke out of it. I could that's have actually least... pretty fucking funny. Yeah, I, I could have. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I, I, I was dealing with that. I was like, I can't believe I just had this horrible show. And this is why, like, at least I understand why they hated me. Okay. It's, the, it's, you know, and the boss is laughing. His <laughs> the boss was laughing the whole time. <laughs> He was like, this was much cheaper than giving everybody a hundred bucks. So anyway, um, leaving town, there is a stoplight and then a small hill. And then you're on your way to my house. And I left the stoplight and I wasn't, I just, you know, I just accelerated is all. And I go up this hill. And as, as the hill crests, I see a cop sitting on the side of the road, just taking radar, looking at people coming up the hill. Come over the hill. Yeah. And I I look at my speedometer. It says 50. I look at the speed limit. It says 35. And I'm like, fuck. So (laughs) the cop, as I passed him, pulled out behind me and I pulled over. He did not put on his rollers. He did not do anything. I just pulled over and he walked up to the window and said, hey. And I said, hey, uh, yeah, I was speeding. And he said, yeah, you were. I said, yeah, I, I looked at you. I looked at my speedometer. I said, well, that's it. And he said, yeah, but. I was going to follow you for a while to see if you were weaving or drunk or something like that. And I said, Oh, well, I figured there was no point in playing games. You were the, but the way he said, we talked a little bit, but basically, yeah, he, people usually they slow down after and like, okay, he's not going to pull me over. And they do that like white knuckle thing. I just pulled right over and he let me off. He's like, okay, well weird. Yeah. Like I've never had anyone pull over as fast as you before. Like you, I didn't even put on my lights. You pulled it. 
to slow down. I said, yeah, absolutely. It was, I literally just up the hill. He's like, yeah, you look like you were driving whatever. But yeah, that, it, I found that if you just, again, white for the cop, but you know, you, you, oh. you, you act nice to people and you own up where you fucked up. You know what though? I'll tell you this. I know people talk about the Midwest as being super fucked up, right? About race and all this other stuff, right? Whatever. But when I came out to your wedding, which was how many years ago at this point? I don't know. You'd have to ask Lydia. She gets mad at me. Uh-huh. It's It's been a good minute, though. It's been a I good always decade. say we got married in 2008, 9, or 10. And I don't know which one yeah. of those it is, but sure. it's one of those right. three. But it's, <laughs> I think it's one decade. of those three. I don't think it, 2011 doesn't sound right. No, it's been, it's been, it was in the, the O's. <laughs> it was before we got to the, the double digits of, uh, you know, 10, 11, 12s. But we were, I was out there and I was out there with a nice white woman and we were driving down the road. We were driving from my grandma. My grandmother lived in Ohio and we decided to drive through Indiana, I believe. Does that make sense, right? Yeah, yeah you go straight across uh, Pennsylvania, <laughs> right, so, Ohio, right. Indiana, Illinois, yeah. Iowa. There you go. So we're driving through, we're going from, we're, we're crossing into Indiana. And the speed limit back then was like 70 or something. Like it didn't become 70 over here. It's still not it's 70 in Pennsylvania, but in Jersey and New York, it's still 65. Right. Fucking 60, liberals. 65, right. So out there it was 70. And so I was like, okay. So we get from one, we cross from one border to the other. And I'm just cooking. It's the middle of the night. I'm driving out of state plates. She's asleep, drooling on the window. And I'm just, just trying to power through so I don't fall asleep. We get pulled over, and I'm like, fuck me. Like, well, here it goes. I'm like, he's got me dead to rights. Like, I'm doing 85 and a 70. I got a fucking half-dead-looking white woman in the car with me. I've got out-of-state plates and a black dude with dreadlocks, right? So to me, that's like the not even the trifecta, like the quadfecta, if there's such a thing. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm just done. And he, and he comes, he goes, hey, man, where are you going? Oh, I'll just heading to one of my friend's weddings, you know, uh, driving overnight, trying to save money on whatever, whatever, really sorry. And I was super nice. He goes, hey, man, you know, speed limit's 70 out here. It's pretty fast. Just put your cruise control on 70, 72, 73, 74, and just go on, man, you know? And I was like, thank you. And he goes, yeah, have a great night. And he yeah. just lets me go. And I was like, This doesn't compute with my kind of idea of who Midwestern white police officers are. Like, it just did not gel. And then we got out to the wedding and we went all around and I saw zero black people, right? But everywhere I went, nobody was weird to me. Nobody was gawking. Everybody was nice. And I was like, you know, this, the world is not what we think. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not what we think. People, most people are actually pretty reasonable, I believe. Many people are assholes. When you bring this back, I think that you're right, because there are times when I was a kid, when I got pulled over for things that I didn't do, and I would flip out, and they would hand me a stack of tickets. And the question is, maybe they pulled me over for something that was bullshit, but if I handled it differently, would they have handled it differently? Right. Right. Like how much of it is yeah. action reaction? Even if somebody, even if they come at me like a bully, ah, where are you going? What are you doing? And I go, oh, hello, sir. I'm just, you know, does that look, I've done that sometimes and it hasn't worked. And I've done it sometimes and it has worked, but I can tell you the yelling and screaming never worked. No. Like that never actually got me off of a ticket. You know what I mean? Being nice didn't always, but it, there's a 50-50 shot. Right. That, like, that's, you had the you better know, chance. Kind I of, had three you know, thoughts and I started writing them down so I wouldn't forget. Yes. <laughs> I forgot what I was, I was writing. <laughs> You're funny. I can explain why you didn't get a ticket, though. Mm -hmm. uh, Midwest cops. I was in high school and I had a cop friend. And uh, one day he just told us, it was just like talking. He said, man, we were just told not to pull over any more black people. And I'm like, huh? And he goes, yeah. It's like, 
because I don't know, someone, some, some civil rights leader said that, oh, you're always ticketing black people. Why are you always throwing us in jail? And so if we pull a black person over, it's like, okay, you were speeding. Oh, and you've got expired plates. Oh, and you have an arrest warrant. So it's like one thing. So they said just to, to make it easy, stop pulling black people over. That's, <laughs> that's what he what's told me. Funny, but what's funny about that is that statistically speaking, if they pulled over white people more, they would find more drugs, more illegal oh, sure. stuff, yeah. right? Like it's just a fact yeah. that you would find more if they did. But well, that's, that's the whole, don't. like there are and more that's white people. That's the problem. Right? There are more white people you know? than black people on welfare. But if you say welfare queen, you don't think of a corporation or a guy right. in Kentucky, you think of the inner city. It's right. Yes, exactly. Right. And, and it's, and when you look at the way that things are framed, Again, it's funny how these conversations always end up back at this these places. Yeah, with right? race. Well, let me let me quick well, say well, one, my other thought because it's really representation. short. But yes, what is your thought? Tell me. Um, you talked about people being nice overall, and we have these ideas of the racist Midwest or the racist South, or, you know, like anywhere. And then you go places, and you, you've talked about the South and having great experiences too. Um, I find it interesting that, and I don't and I don't want to talk politics. We can talk whatever, but. Everyone keeps saying, how did Biden get 81 million votes? Aaron Rodgers just brought up, like, I guess you got 81 million. For years, for decades, the, the conservative idea was the silent moral majority. Kept saying, like, oh, we're not vocal, but we vote in numbers. That's, you know, like, we're, we're silent. And it's funny that when Biden won without having any boat parades, because people don't fly Biden flags or wear Biden shirts, they just voted for him and want to get on with their life that now the right is saying, how did he get 81 million votes? And so I, I thought of that when you said, you know, most people are nice. It's like, yeah, a lot of people voted for Biden doesn't mean they love him. A lot don't even like him. It's just, you know, people just go about their business quietly. And when it comes to saying, uh, you know, Midwest cops are horribly racist and, you know, pull over all black people, you, the, the voices on the right and the left or the extremes or the, the, the angry those are always the loudest, whereas yes. most people just go through life quietly decent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll i say that I come from a different perspective, I suppose, because I'm playing music, right? And if I'm playing music, and uh, although somebody did say something about Katie that was really fucked up, because... In the earlier days, we always just used pickup bands. We did the fucking Chuck Berry, you know, touring blues guy thing, right? Which was, yeah. you go into town, I call some friends, I get a recommendation for a drummer and a keyboard player, you know, and then they come and they knock out the gig and we keep moving to the next town, you know what I mean? And so we ended up down in DC-ish area and I got us a drummer and a keyboard player, organist, right? And they're both black dudes out of the church. And so it's me, these two other people of color, and Katie. And somebody said, oh, my God, a white singer in a black blues band. And I was like, my first then is white dude, older white dude. And I was thinking, my first, I was, nigga, please, like, shut the fuck up. Like, are you serious? Like, have we not gotten past all this? Like, is this really a thing that, like, you still see music with your eyes? Yeah. You Like, you still buy it with your eyes. Like, you don't listen. You don't hear that this band is grooving and she's killing it right now. Like, and she's, you know, not hanging, but, like, she's hanging with, like, seasoned church cats. Like, these cats are seasoned guys. And, you know, like, black church musicians start playing out of the oh, womb, man, yeah, like, no, out of they, the fucking womb, like, these kids are, like, three and four, like, slaying it on the drums, and, like, playing shit on the organ, so these, these cats could play, like, they were legit players, and we're up there doing it, and she's just surfing the wave, doing her thing, man, and it's, like, instead of him being, like, ah, like, why not just be, like, how cool is that to see, right, this yeah. young woman hanging with these fucking cats, and, like, not that she shouldn't be able to, but like, <laughs> why is that a weird thing? And so aside from that one incident, I've never had an issue, but there's also, there's very rarely a black majority in the band. It's generally 50-50 at best. Often it's just me. 
and right and then her and then we just get two white dudes because well we'll be somewhere else and i'll have those friends who can hook me up right and so when i'm down south and i'm one black dude in a band full of white people playing music that definitely jumps those borders right it's blues but rock but americana but this right it like it does that kind of like amorphous thing a little bit people are really cool to me right they really are like they i get off the stage and dude till i would if i was by myself i'd be fucking terrified bunch of biker looking cats and shit and they're always super cool to me always i get a lot of brother and bro and all that stuff it's like oh boys this is still a thing you know i mean i get a lot of that you know but I don't know that they wouldn't say that to you either. Hey, brother, how you doing? Like, I don't know that. Like, I could just assuming that they say that to me because I'm black, but maybe they don't. Like, I don't know. But what I'm saying is that maybe I have a different perspective because music is something that evokes feelings in people. And because of that, they're happy. And I'm part of that happiness. And they know that. So they acknowledge it. And I'm not staying, right? I'm just passing through, right? You also fit their, I don't want to say stereotype, but like, oh, he's black and a musician and he's playing blues. That makes sense to me. You know, you're not showing up in a suit and talking finance like, wait, now I'm confused. Why is this brother (laughs) in finance? You know, I I have a thought there, but I'm not sure where it's going. No, but but you're right. Like the role that I play is not an unusual one and not one that they're not already culturally used yeah, to. And they're not going to be confused by right. it. Right. Like if I was the kind <laughs> of efficiency expert who came in was trying to audit them and certain people are going to get fired because of because I'm going to be auditing their positions and shit, they might have a very different thing. Right. But but I think that they would hate anybody who comes in to do that job. Like the race notwithstanding, they'd be like, oh, some black guy, some this, some woman, some blah, blah, blah. But if it was just you who came in, they'd be like some motherfucker came in, right? They wouldn't be racial because there'd be no reason for it to be racial, but they'd still be just as mad at you than they would be at me. So I Brings us back to the guy in Jamba Juice is, right. I mean, at the moment you attack what you see. It doesn't, yes. It doesn't justify what you're doing, but everybody's first cry is that's he's a racist. What he did was racist. I'm I'm, again, I'm not trying to apologize or justify it, but Mm -hmm. I'm racist as shit behind the wheel of my car. I'm like, you fucking cracker ass honky motherfucker. Like (laughs) you you attack what you see, you know, you attack what's in front of you because your blood is up and it doesn't mean you're right. a good person. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just, it, 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 the idea with the internet and that video is we define someone in total by what we see for 30 seconds. Yeah. By the worst moments of their life. Yeah. And yeah. I get, I, I'm, I've, I've been, you know, doing my little experiment on TikTok, and it is interesting that, um, Go to go back to politics. What I said a moment ago, I, I try to avoid politics as often as possible. I told a very dumb, simple joke on TikTok and it went viral. I mean, not not OK for me, viral. Hundred and thirty thousand is big for me. I know that, you know, it's it's a that happens within 30 seconds when Taylor Swift posts a video. So when I say viral, I mean, Nathan viral. Not. Right. Um, I'm just going to tell you the joke. Uh, Park Ranger in Yellowstone said that the biggest problem they face, the big, big, biggest challenge they face is garbage. They need to have garbage cans that are too tricky for the smartest bear to figure out, but simple enough for the dumbest person to use. So the next time you see someone wearing a MAGA hat or a Let's Go Brandon t-shirt, and you don't have to wonder, what's wrong with that person? I'm telling you what's wrong with them. They're dumber than your average bear. So that's it. That's, that's what I said. And it's judgmental. And it is what it is. I would say 99% of the people that responded liked it because I would guess that 99% of the people that did not like it just went "Eh," and kept going. So I'm not saying that it's universally praised. I'm just saying people that don't like it have better things to do about it. Yeah. Yeah. But the 1% of people that didn't like it and decided to tell me about it, it was really interesting the way they would post things like, oh, so you love Biden. Fuck you. And I'm... to going what I said earlier, it's like, I think people think everybody is like them because mm-hmm. they fly a Trump flag and wear Trump clothes and MAGA this and they're, they're part of that cult. They automatically assume 
that because I take a little pot shot at him, I am mm-hmm. so pro Biden that I jerk off to Biden porn. Like I watch a press conference and I got my dick hard and it's like, that's not the case. Or I suppose you think Biden's the best thing in the world. No, I really don't like him. I just wanted the other guy out. And I thought the best response I thought was one guy said, no, but I'll take this uh, normal incompetence over the Holocaustic uh, dumpster <laughs> fire we used to have. You know, it's, it's, but it's, yeah. it's just funny that, that people, they, 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 painted this picture of me because of 10 seconds they saw on TikTok. They had me all figured out. And this is happening with every video I post. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I, I, I'm sorry to go down this path. I find it interesting. The, the, not just the, the people that don't like certain jokes, that's fine. Jokes aren't for everybody. I'm going to tell you another one. The people that feel the need to go down, not even an antig- antagonistic path or a that's not funny path, but I posted that uh, um, when Alanis Morissette broke up with Dave Coulier, she wrote the song, uh, You Ought to Know, uh, a fierce breakup that. song for the ages. <laughs> when she broke up with Ryan Reynolds, she wrote a mediocre, forgettable album, which if you do the math, means that Uncle Joey is a better lay than Deadpool. <laughs> is it the funniest joke ever? No. Is it fine? <laughs> Whatever. You move- Someone actually took the time to sit and write like, you know, you ought to know is not actually about Dave Couillet. She does. I'm like, okay, that's not the point of the joke. It's a dumb joke. Why, what, what do you get out of correcting me? I don't care. But I just look at it like, really? That, that's, and I did a joke. I'm not going to tell the joke, but I did a joke about uh, sexually transmitted diseases. And again, 99% of the people that are responding are like, dude, that's so funny. And then one person started going, actually, both partners need to be tested every time. You never know who's carrying a sexually transmitted disease. Like, is humor lost on you? Like you don't even, if you want to say, I don't find it funny or gross, but you're, you're now explaining sexually transmitted diseases to me off a 20 second TikTok joke. Yeah. I think that there's a real problem with the modern liberal because these are liberals. I'm Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure of it. Like, Oh, I I can, can, I'm judging them off their comment, but that's, I mean, whatever, whatever. Not the ones calling me an asshole for liking Biden. Those were conservatives. Yes. Right. But what I find is that people's anger when it comes to words is like, what does this mean if it was in print, right? Like if we separated all these words from the feelings, the gestures, the, you know, so what I'm saying is Ryan Reynolds is a, you know, yeah. you know? I mean, like, that's not, that's not, you're just making a joke, you know? Yeah. And, but if it was in print, devoid of inflection and, you know, this and a little personality, right. You know, fun stuff, right. All of it. If you divorce it from all of that and you just read it, I could see how it would be harsh. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I get that if you're willing to take everybody's words and then divorce them from everything else that gives them meaning other than what that word means right like yes. if i say man Nate, i just saw your comedy you was a bad motherfucker right well my japanese friend good friend of mine the monster beast on the drums just <coughs> legitimate just bad motherfucker right and he got here when he was like 19 or so 18 19 for college and i met him when he was in his late 20s and he'd spent his time playing in like black churches and shit and like people would say to him he goes man when i first got here people would be like oh man you was a bad dude and he goes oh then you go practice more and they go man you killed it tonight you're a bad dude man he's like oh they keep telling me i'm bad and calling me motherfucker i know mean, he just like like it, took, it was like months before somebody said to him, dude, they mean good. Right. Like, you're a badass. You know what I mean? And he was like, oh. That, and it's, like, fucking hilarious. All right. That's one context story. Met this other drummer, cat named Jimmy, uh, who's, a, again, a beast. He's a monster. He's Mexican cat. And he would just sit in Prospect Park, or uh, not Prospect, Washington Square Park. He'd pack his drums up on a dolly, hand truck, bring them to the park every day and just work out and practice. Or just practice, put a hat out and just practice for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. That was literally a beast, right? 
he hadn't been in the country long when I first met him. And <laughs> he says to me, oh, Antar, so good to play with you, man. I always wanted to play with a real nigger bass player. And you are a real nigger bass player, man. Like you are... <laughs> And I wanted that so much, man. Thank you so much. You're like the first nigger bass player I ever really got to play with consistently. And I was like, thanks, man. That really <laughs> means a lot. And I gave him a big hug and we like did all the dap up shit that we do. You know what I mean? And then I said, you know, though, in the future, you might just want to say it's really cool to play with Black American people because that word I know that we use it a lot, but it doesn't sound the same when you say it. And he's like, oh, okay, it's offensive. And I said, no, nah, not to a person who understands where you're coming from. But now, this was years ago. Now, if he said that to somebody, yeah. he'd be canceled. And he, that's not at all what he meant. You know, what Or I mean? go back to what you just said. Imagine if that was in print. You know, right. posted a right. Facebook status. I got to play with my first, you know. Right. I got, I got to play with a real nigger bass player. Mm -hmm. My first nigger bass player. Yeah. Right? With an exclamation point after it. People will be like, what the fuck? Right. Two stories and we'll sign off. One, I had, I, I, I knew this years ago, MySpace. I remember writing it uh, because it, like, oh, fuck you. Take that phrase. Take that phrase. Uh, oh fuck you oh fuck you ah fuck you like i just said it three different ways you put that in print like on a like i remember being on myspace and writing laughing and going oh fuck you and the person took it the wrong way and i had to explain like no no not fuck you like angry not like like fuck you laughing like oh god right. you know like that's the problem with reading right. um, yes okay fine that's, that's true though that's that's true though what you yeah it's yeah. funny <laughs> Um, I was in South Korea with my friend, Brian, and I haven't told this in a long time, but uh, he was away from his wife and kids touring. And so for the first time in forever, he decided not to shave. He was going to grow a little travel beard uh, because we were going to be gone for two weeks. He's just like, I'm not shaving. And so over the course of two weeks, he, it fills out because he can grow a good beard. And uh, I'm making fun of him like, dude, beards are silly. What is wrong with you? And finally, the last day we are there, we're in South Korea and we're going to go home and I, I'm inspired. I have an idea and I go to the hotel lobby. I get up and I'm there before he is. So I write a note and I go to the hotel lobby lady, the, the checkout, and I say, hi, when my friend, the other round eye white person uh, comes down, can you say this to him? And she looks at it and reads it and goes, yes. And the funny thing is now the point is, you know, Koreans are much more intelligent than Americans. I'm sure I'm generalizing, but they can speak English. We can't speak Korean. They can read English. We can't read Korean. Doesn't mean they know what they're doing or saying. So I give her the note and my friend comes down. And because it's the last day of the tour, he has shaved. He is completely clean shaven. And he walks up to the clerk and says, hey, we're leaving, gives the key. And she looks at him and goes, hello, your beard makes you look gay. Thank you. And does a little bow. <laughs> and uh, you're an idiot. <laughs> he looks at me like, dude. <laughs> But he, he didn't even have the beard as my point. Like she knew to read it, but she didn't catch the, this is a beard. Now the beard is gone. She didn't look at me like, oh, hey, this isn't going to work anymore because look clean. But it was, but it made it so much funnier. The fact that she still read it because she can read English. I'm not making fun of her at all. I'm making fun of the situation because as I said, I can't speak Korean. I can't read Korean. She read it. It was, it was a great, he just looked at me like, All right. Um, oh, okay. Well, one one more quick story. All right. When uh, I was in first time I went to France, I was trying to two stories. I was walking down the street and there was a homeless dude, and he starts asking me a bunch of stuff, and I'm, and he starts goes through cycles through languages. He goes, "Oh, you're American." Like, fuck, homeless people speak English here? <laughs> like, homeless people speak four languages. I was like, what the fuck, right? I go to the subway, and I can't find my way around. Like, we're just like, oh. And the woman behind the, the, the token taker person, she's like, well, her English was bad. She goes, take red to here, fifth stop. 
And I was like, okay, thank you. And I was like, God, I can't imagine somebody in New York yeah. with somebody from France coming over. And what is, I don't even know how to say red in just French. Busting out French. Right. Just even knowing your basic colors, like take red line, yeah. Cinco stops or Quince stops. Without, like, how do you end a trois quatre cinq? Cease and a trois quatre cinq, cinq right? <laughs> like, fuck, I can use my fingers. Like, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and it's like for the, and I was like, oh, right. We're fucking stupid. Not stupid, but like we've, the the American thing is make everybody adapt to you. Yeah. You never do the adapting. They always do the adapting. But since that's the thing now, the whole world has an advantage over us because they have all their shit and all our shit. And we only have all our shit. You know, <laughs> right? Anyway, yeah, that's a whole different topic. It circles right back to the beginning with Americans feeling like they're owed something. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. So on my way, the album is out, and you had the album release party, the the show. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. It was a lot of fun. Like, uh, you got a promo video of it. I've seen the promo video. I mean, it it was it's just nice, and it's a great album. Um, And the reviews are good. The reviews are coming in strong. People really seem to like it. So you know, we'll see what happens. Like, I'm I'm excited. It's the Katie Henry Band. The album is yeah. on my way. You have two videos up on YouTube right now, two singles out. The first mm-hmm. one is on my way. What's the second video and single? Uh, uh, got me good. Got me good. Yep. Yes. Yeah, those are the two. Yeah, it's, it's fun stuff, man. Fun stuff. I have a book and now audiobook is out on Audible. The big one has nice. it. Nice, I'm man. still waiting to see if someone says it's on Apple Books. It's It's funny mm-hmm. and sad. You can't do a Google search for, hey, is this on Apple Books? Because Apple wants you, they, they only let you search with inside the app. So I can't find it, but I've, I've found it in different places. Basically, wherever you want to stream your audiobook for it from or download it, it's there. Mm-hmm. We are 100, paperback, hardcover, Kindle, and audiobook. And the last review I had, I'll put up uh, as I'm saying this, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it came out a week ago, said, a gripping, thrilling, edge of your seat, edgy, some, you know, it, it, again, positive, still getting slow, positive reviews coming in. So yeah. if you go to nathantimmel.com, you, uh, oh yeah, we didn't say that. Okay. So here we go. nathantimmel.com for the book. It'll click you through to the paperback or search. Mm-hmm. We are 100, wherever you listen to your audiobooks. antargoodwin.com for all things Antar, all things Barrett, all things bass player, musical director for the Katie Henry band. So if you need a bass player or a musical director, someone to get other musicians for your band, or if you want to take bass lessons online, antargoodwin.com. And then the band I mentioned is the Katie Henry band, katiehenrymusic.com. The album is on my way. Mm-hmm. And that's all the plugging. All right. Yeah, good to see your face, right. my friend. Yeah, you too, man. Tune in either next week, but we took last week off. So if we take next week off, which, you know, who knows, uh, tune in next time we're here. We, we hope Indeed. you're here next time we're here. Indeed. Bye.